Hi, I'm Allison Hare, a former corporate executive on a quest to help you continue to kick butt at life because I know you do. That's why you're here, but without the burnout. Welcome to the Late Learner Podcast, where we take old, tired paradigms. You know, the ones that we're kind of sleepwalking through and you realize that, wait a minute, there has to be a better way. We find the better and more effective ways here that just work better for you. So what are we late learning today? What is the feeling when you walk into your closet? Is it exciting or does it feel like defeat? And what I know is that our closets and our wardrobe hold so much emotion and so much judgment, way more than we like to bring to the surface. And we're going to be talking about this. And, you know, I have been wanting to do a more than beauty series where we start to look at our outward expression and how it can reflect how we feel inside, sometimes can mask and hide our inner insecurities. I got the perfect person to talk about it. I'm so glad you're here to hear this. Jessica Papineau of CSJ Styling is here giving us not so well-known advice on budget shopping and, you know, like getting the best fit in your jeans and styling your own body. But I, I, I love the practical tips that she's giving us. But I think what I was so excited to address was the worthiness underneath all of it and how it's showcased in our outward expression. So I'm excited to bring this to you. And before we get into our chat with Jessica, it's time for the good stuff. What is stuff? Stuff stands for the surprisingly true, useful fun fact. And today's fun fact is the top five timeless styles of all time, compiled from 10 expert fashion sites. Some are going to be obvious and some I was totally surprised by. Number five is a tie between the little black dress and a black leather jacket. I wonder if we can update that. Why does it have to be a little black dress? Maybe it could just be a black dress. Number four is crop tops. Now we all know if you open your eyes, you'll know that the 90s and Y2K is back. Crop tops are everywhere. And if you're looking to rock a crop top, but you're not sure how, they look amazing with high-waisted pants that elongate the torso and highlight the smallest part of your waist. Number three is the basic t-shirt. A fun fact about me, I almost never wear t-shirts, but I always wear sleeveless in the summer because I am super mortified about sweaty pits. But t-shirts look great on their own or under a blazer. You can dress them up, dress them down. They're so versatile. Number two is the mini skirt. And the miniskirt was popularized in the 1960s by Mary Quant. And another fun fact is that the miniskirt originally looked like it belonged in the children's department. And it was designed for the young, youthful, modern woman that didn't want to look like their mothers. And the miniskirt was born. And number one, no surprise here, blue jeans. And that is today's good stuff. Now let's talk style, worthiness, fashion, and inner and outer beauty with CSJ Styling's Jessica Papineau. (laughs) We're here with Jessica Papineau. Jessica, welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me, Allison. So you have people that are, they're literally getting naked in front of you. Like these are people that have asked for help. They're looking on how Mm -hmm. to dress themselves in a way that fits them, that fits their personality, that fits their body where they can feel their best. I'll say this for myself. I'll say us, but can you help me handle what I see in the dressing room alone with those effed up mirrors? and the awful lighting and trying on those cute jeans that look so good on the hanger and they're like squeezing the cellulite on my (laughs) thighs as I'm trying to pull it up only to feel awful. Like, how do you make that experience better? Well, I used to do it in a store many years ago. I was in retail for so many years. And then I learned how to dress a woman to highlight the areas of her body that are great and to like help her, help her shift her mind from focusing on what's negative or what they're shameful of and focusing on the things that they love about their body and like looking at their body as a whole. Because what I found over the years and obviously now with me working directly one-on-one with women, either sometimes they're at my studio, sometimes I'm at their home, sometimes we're on Zoom. But when I'm able to see what they do when they look in the mirror is they, their eye, when I put them in something fitted, right? Like that really tight pair of denim and jeans should fit tight. They need to, the ones that have the Lycra in there, they're going to fit tight at first because they're lifting and smoothing and doing all those good things. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is we then see all the, the things that we perceive as flaws. And I see when they look in their mirror, their eye goes directly to those areas of their body that they're shameful of, right? And how we flip the switch, it's all about how clothes fit, but also the fabric. So you put on a pair of denim that's like super fitted and tight. First of all, you have to do the the test. And the test is test. Keep, them, keep them on for about 20 to 25 minutes. And I know that sounds like a long time when you're in a dressing room, which yeah. is why it's actually better to shop from the privacy of your own home with your own mirror, with your own clothes that you can pull in to like make it an actual outfit and be really strategic about how you're making your purchases. But you keep those jeans on for about 20, 30 minutes and your body heat heats up the elastic and the denim and then it begins to look more smooth. Then at that point, you put on a top. And I'm sure a lot of women have heard about this front tuck and nobody seems to know how to do the front tuck in the, in the proper way that it's doing what they want it to do. But when you have a pair of jeans that fit in the perfect way and come up a little higher on the waist, hit at the smallest part of the waist, and then you go and tuck the front of your top in and kind of let the sides of the top go down, it creates this arrow to the smallest part of the waist. Mm. So in a way we're showing we're showing our stomach or we're showing you know our hips or different areas of our body but we're creating an arrow to the smallest part of the waist and in doing that it's drawing the eye up and down to like be able to see your body fully this is so and it's good. a game changer yeah so i'm wondering <laughs> about like balance right like how do you draw the eyes in like if you have an hourglass shape or a pear shape mm-hmm. How do you accentuate, like if you could help us understand 
If your best mm-hmm. feature is your breasts, your stomach, yeah. your hips, or if you got a big juicy booty, like how are, yeah. how are some ways to really play those up and find the fabrics and the fits that, that just create that balance and the eyes to go where you want them to go, where you feel amazing. This is powerful. Well, I, this is like masterclass stuff. <laughs> I don't believe that there are any specific rules But when you do have a really good fabric, say like a silky blouse, for example, a silk blouse that feels great on your body and fits well, it's going to skim your body in such a way that it's not going to be grabbing on the areas of your body that you don't want it to. It's just going to sit nicely on the body. Now, I don't specifically talk about hourglass shape versus someone who's, you know, pear shape, all of that. It really is about just highlighting the areas that you like. So if it's your bust, then that's totally fine. Show your bust, wear something a little bit plunging. But it's also, we talk a little bit about, you you had mentioned about what other people think about us. It's about perception and perception is reality. But what, what is the most important perception? It's how we perceive ourselves. So when I help women to dress in such a way where they are actually highlighting their body and they're, they're truly revealing themselves, but the clothes are not wearing them, they're wearing the clothes and, and it's looking amazing on them. They can actually look in the mirror and feel like, wow, I am beautiful. I feel mm. gorgeous. I can now allow who I truly am to flow through me and for me to share my gifts with everybody else because I truly believe we are all born with those gifts inside of us, right? That it's a matter of tapping into it. And once we can kind of get over ourselves, and by that I mean let go of those self-limiting beliefs and really feel confident. When our confidence elevates, that's when everything can come through us. And that's how we're able to truly show up for other people and share our gifts with others that can truly benefit from it. I think it's such an inside out approach too, because, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, women dress for other women, women dress for men, women dress. Mm -hmm. But I think you may have seen that I spent a week where I dressed up for no reason. And so every day I put on the jewelry, I put on the nicer clothes, I put on the dress, I put on the lipstick, I put on everything. I put on different earrings and necklaces and it felt so good. Like I felt elevated and What was interesting, and I thought about this last night when I was preparing for our talk today, and I thought about there is such a difference. Like I would look at my calendar and say, okay, do I have any professional meetings today? Okay, I'll dress up. Or do I have meetings where I'm like talking to people that just know me and I'm just going to be in my my workout clothes, which is like (laughs) my normal uniform. And I thought, why does it matter who I'm talking to? I need to dress for Mm -hmm. me. And so for me, it felt really great. Like it really did feel like I felt beautiful. I felt radiant where I I just had forgotten what that feels like because I didn't need to dress up. I didn't need to. Yes, that's super powerful. I I think it's about getting up, suiting up and showing up every single day. And it's doing it for yourself, not necessarily for someone else. Because women, we have, we're kind of conditioned and brought up to 
do things for other people, right? And do the things that we think we should be doing. And when you actually are intentional and you get up every day and you put, my day starts with working out. I have to work out because that just kind of releases all the negative energy. Mm -hmm. But then being very intentional about how you get ready in the morning. To your point, Allison, it doesn't matter if you are going out to a meeting or you're just staying home and you're working on your computer. And I know that may sound silly, but once you take the time and intentionally get ready and put something on that makes you feel amazing, and you're one person, Allison, that I know does this because I have seen you many times on social media, even taking a selfie picture. There was one that, that you took a couple of weeks ago of you in that beautiful pink dress. And you were like, let's show up today. It's like when you do that, you've given yourself permission to like, do something kind for yourself and feel worthy to get up and do all those things. I think the worthiness part is really yeah. where I want to zero in on. So before we started recording, you talked about alignment. And I think it is the worthiness yeah. part. I know that you got your start in business. Like you were working in retail for many years and somebody was so taken by you and changed your life, changed your entire family's life. But I don't know the details of the story by how you made her feel. Can you share that story? Let me tell you like maybe a new story because I have many, but it's just like top of mind right now. Yeah. Because what Working with, with women can be very transformative for them. I find when someone reaches out for, to me for the first time, they're going through some type of a life transition. Hey, it's Allison. Thanks for listening. Did you know that the idea shared on this show is something I can help you implement in your own life? Imagine having someone in your corner helping you prioritize your passion your presence and your purpose again. And if this feels like I'm talking right to you, I invite you to schedule a free breakthrough call with me. You can book your free session at allisonhair.com forward slash schedule. Take this time to answer that knock that's been banging on your door. You will be so glad you did. We're always going through different seasons of our lives, right? Maybe it's, you know, had a baby and then getting back into the workforce or retirement and now who am I now or divorce, all these different things. I recently had, it was actually a husband that reached out to me on behalf of his wife. And I typically am helping the working woman, right? The woman that is like a professional and she's she's a little bit, she's maybe in her 30s or 40s and she's re reimagining her, rediscovering herself and wanting to step into the best version of who she is. It's a little different than this woman, but he reached out to me and said, my wife is going to be turning 60. We just moved to Florida. So I'm in Sarasota, Florida. And he said, I found out about you from a friend of ours. And my wife is very like, she has a beautiful body and she doesn't think that she's beautiful. And I just want to give her this gift. Mm -hmm. We have just moved here to Sarasota from up north and she needs to retire her old wardrobe. And now she's going to have to be wearing a little bit less clothing. And I know this is going to be hard for her. He said, let's put a package together. I want to surprise her. 
And I said, well, I said, this is wonderful. I, I think you're an amazing husband that you Seriously. want to do this for your oh. wife. I said, but I don't want to surprise her. And he said, you don't, what do you mean you don't want to surprise her? In my experience, when someone's getting this for someone else, it can be super, super intimidating, especially if she's the type of woman that really doesn't feel great about her body. So I got on a call with her, a Zoom call with her, and we talked a little bit about what her needs were and what she wanted. And she was so trepidatious. She said, I don't know. I've never done anything like this before. She ended up coming to my studio because she was so nervous about me coming into her personal space, which I totally understand can be very intimidating you know, to have someone watch you try clothes on and they're in your home and you're showing your whole closet is revealed. So she comes to my studio. I open the door. Her lip was quivering. And she said, oh my gosh, did you, you set your whole day aside for me? And I said, yes, come on in. Because when I set up my studio, I set it up specifically for that person. And so everything in her size all the outfits that she would want for any upcoming events or what her lifestyle is. And she walks in and she sees all of it. And she said, is this a store? And I said, <laughs> it's a, it's a studio and it's actually a boutique that I set up just for you. And her lip goes from quivering to full on waterworks. She goes, oh, excuse me. I have never done anything like this for myself. And she said, I don't work outside the home. And I'm, I've been a stay at home mom my whole life. And, you know, my husband really wants to do this for me, but I'm, she said, I'm really overwhelmed. So when I first work with someone, it's really about like reviewing and reflecting on their life too. This is way more than clothes. So we started talking about what she really wanted. And she said, well, you know, my husband wants to go, wants to go on this trip coming up. And so I'd really like to go too. And I said, but tell me a little bit about what you want to do here in Florida. Like she said, well, I really want to go and try Pilates. And I looked at a studio and she started like opening up and telling me what she really wanted in her life. And what was important to her. And I asked her what kind of food she likes. And she slowly started coming out of her shell. And I said, so are you ready? And she said, what do you mean? I said, okay, it's time. So she starts putting the clothes on and comes out and she's looking around. And we're, we were both helping her. I have people that work with me as well to create the outfits. And she said, oh my gosh, I have never felt this beautiful. And we started at one end and literally went through every single outfit and made her these perfect outfits for her lookbook of her everyday life, of even going to the store and the trips that she was going to take with her husband. And by the time she left, she had a whole new wardrobe and a whole new lease on life. She started texting me about two days later and she was in the airport. They were traveling. And she takes this photo of her on the airplane in this great outfit. And she said, Jessica, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> and instead of feeling like nervous and uncomfortable, she said, I feel like a movie star. I oh. love this. 
She said, my husband is so happy and now he's worried that I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I love the transformational aspect of it. And I think fashion can be polarizing. Some people consider Mm -hmm. fashion frivolous, but it's so much deeper and more meaningful. I want to understand what fashion means meant to you growing up. Fashion and beauty was my love. It was also my escape. So I I grew up in the backwoods of Maine with hippie parents that we had, you know, we had no electricity, no running water. Uh, We had a hand pump. Yes, hand pump, no toilet. We had an outhouse. And my parents, we had uh, in the summer fruits and vegetables that we grew in the garden. And then in in the fall, they would can the vegetables and... Here I am. I have clothes from Salvation Army because to my family, fashion and beauty is not important. It's it's more about survival. And so I would spend at age four, I would spend hours and hours in my closet creating outfits, putting them on, looking in the mirror and feeling like amazing. I would have different voices and pretend I was at parties and and people like wanted to be my friend. But as I got older, I realized that my family did not approve of this. They saw it as being superficial. And so for the first half of my life, I kind of thought I was superficial. Like I felt a little shameful about loving it until I got a little bit older and started watching other women go through the experience when I would help them because that is my true gift to give the world is to help other women to feel beautiful and confident and just overall powerful and great in their own skin. And when I started to watch women, just like this woman I told you about, and I have many stories that I could tell you, but when I would get to peer in and watch them in the mirror go through the transformation and see how beautiful they could look, and I would I would be able to like experience it with them almost, almost like I did way back when I was four years old experiencing it for myself. And then to be able to see that transformation made me realize how fashion and beauty can allow a woman to show up in the most powerful way and allow her to share who she was truly designed to be with the world so that other people could experience it and then transform other people's lives. It's such a powerful place, but I also think there's so much weight again that kind of goes around spending money on clothing or somebody to help them with styling. There's where do you invest your money kind of thing. And I wonder about budget-friendly options to help people show up as their best self and like take this on again. There are people that are like, I don't care. It's from Walmart. It's fine. It fits. Uh, It covers what I need to cover and it's comfortable and that's all I care about. And, but at the same time, when you peel some of the layers back, what does it look like to feel fully in your skin where it elevates, it elevates your best, best, best self? When it comes to women on a budget, so many women that I speak to and that I go in their wardrobes, right? 
it's like they have a closet full of clothes, but feel like they have nothing to wear. And that closet full of clothes, they've spent money on. To me, it's about the value of the pieces that you're choosing. And it doesn't mean you have to purchase a lot of things, a lot of stuff. We all buy on emotion, right? So a lot, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm sure you felt this way before Allison too, where it's like you walk in a store and you see that beautiful shiny thing, or you see something on the mannequin and you go, I want that. I need that. And you go and you purchase it. They've done studies. There is a high that you get from doing that and it lasts about 20 minutes, but it is fleeting. And when it's gone and you take that item home and you put it on, and you don't like how you look in it, how many people don't go back to the store to return it? Who has the time to do that? So like my whole thing is create a wardrobe of pieces that are core pieces that are going to take you season to season, but that are quality. And that doesn't mean you have to go and go and get everything designer. That's not at all what I mean. But look at the fabrics. This is where I try to help and come in. And that's why I put so much out there on social media and a lot of free advice and things so that women can really understand how to buy for themselves. And it's about choosing those core pieces that you feel great in and taking the time to like save your money to spend on those things. And once you have that core wardrobe, then by all means, if you see something cute at Walmart and you're like, wow, I could put that on with my great jeans and, and, you know, little silky top, that little jacket. And it's, you may not have it for a long time, but it's going, it's going to work with those core pieces that you have. And I call it the cake and the icing on the cake. So your cake always has to be really strong. It's got to be really good. And the icing you can kind of mix it up a little bit and bring in some of the not as expensive pieces. And it's also all about being very intentional about, you know, what we're bringing in. So not recreating a wardrobe every season, but bringing in pieces that will allow you to reimagine the wardrobe that you have. So it's not about more, but it's about investing in those pieces that are really great fitting and that are great fabric. So I'm thinking about common myths. People are trying to style themselves. What are some myths yeah. that you have to reframe and, and re-educate people on? Maybe it is that, I don't know, spandex is slimming. I, I always feel like the skinny, what is it? Like the skinny t-shirt? I think that's the brand. It never makes me look skinny, ever. Um, <laughs> but I wonder, are there, help us, help yeah. style us. Well, one of the things I want, I'd love to bring up right now because it's become a, a fad again. And that is having someone do your colors. And a lot of people are doing this again. It was like, it was really big, gosh, like in the 90s and early 2000s, right? Color me beautiful. I'm an autumn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I, I did it. I remember doing it and thinking, oh my gosh, I have, and I was an autumn. It was like, 1998 when I did it, did my colors. And so you've got this whole like color wheel and you can wear these certain colors, but it puts us in a box of like what we can, what we think we can wear and what we can do. And so 
what I learned, because I'm a very creative person. I also went to school for fine arts and painting, and I love color. And there's so many shades of color, Allison. So if someone says to me, I can't wear red, okay, well, there are so many shades of red. In fact, actually, when I was growing up, my mother told me I couldn't wear red. And then I learned as I was painting, there's an orangey red, there's a bluey red. Maybe you don't feel comfortable wearing all red, but you sprinkle it in with a handbag or with shoes. So same kind of thing with anything to do with fashion. If someone says, I can't wear fill in the blank, there is always something for them that is in that category. So I remember years ago when skinny jeans came out, all these women were saying, I can't wear skinny jeans. I'll never wear them. Right. And then what happened? Everyone started wearing them. But it was a matter of finding the right fit for your body. I have women that tell me all the time that they can't wear the cropped flare pants because they're too short and it was going to squash them down. If we try a bunch of different pairs on, we will find the perfect one. It's a matter Hmm. of giving it a try. It's a matter of being curious and not just saying, no, I'm not going to try it. I'm thinking about crop flares. It does make me look very squatty. <laughs> listening into my- <laughs> Have you tried wearing it with a wedge, but not a wedge that like cuts off at the ankle, but maybe like a nude wedge that's very strappy oh, or that even has that? like a little T-strap? See that? This is why you need to follow Jessica Papano on all the socials because she is doing all of this. I learned how to roll up cuffs that I never had any idea that there was a special way to roll up cuffs. So it's funny because I I am hearing myself go, well, other people can wear, but I, I really can't. I wonder about the concept of understanding what really does look great on you and not necessarily following the trends. No, I think it's a matter of, let's go back to worthiness. Every woman is worth being kind to herself and putting pieces on her body that make her feel amazing. So one of the things I used to do when I was a stay-at-home mom, we didn't have a lot. We we really didn't have extra funds for me to go out and like buy new wardrobes all the time. And I remember at that time, kids were little and I would one night a week, Friday nights, I would go and bartend. And in this period of time, I felt like there were so many things that I wanted and I wanted a nice wardrobe and I would go to work on Friday nights and the cash that I would make in tips, I would really, I'd walk in the door and I'd kind of just declare like half of it. (laughs) And I'd tell my husband, this is what I made tonight. And not to make it like it was a shameful thing, but I would take the rest of it and put it in a Ziploc bag and put it under the sink in my bathroom and like, pretend it wasn't there. And I did that for, gosh, about four months. And I didn't buy myself anything in between that time. And I was meeting my sister in New York. And I thought, okay, I'm bringing, I brought the wad of cash with me. And it was like, we were still paying our bills and whatever, but I did this one really kind thing for myself. And it wasn't a ton, but it was enough for me to get some like really great core pieces. 
and bring them home. And I'll, I remember when I opened, because I barely brought any clothes with me to New York, and I opened my luggage when I get back, and I have, I think it was like six things, but they were all beautiful. Like I had a blazer, I had a denim jacket, I had like a pair of white jeans and a couple t-shirts. They were super plain, but I brought them into the closet and I started pairing it with stuff that I had. And I would wear something new mixed in with something that I already had every single day for, I don't know how many weeks I did this. And I started to feel better about myself. And I felt like, wow, I really am worth doing this. Sometimes it's a matter of taking that action first. Maybe you don't feel worthy, but you you do it anyway. And then once you start doing the nice things for yourself, your confidence elevates and you start to feel like, yeah, I actually, this feels good. I'm going to continue. I'm thinking about you not only giving yourself permission to do it, but it also sounds like you can stretch a dollar around a block if you need to and be able to mix and match things, which I think is is probably another practice that could be really fun and exercise your own creativity. And one thing I was thinking about is that there's way more brands that are uh, expanding to more size inclusivity. How do you dress for all different sizes? Allison, this is interesting that you're bringing this up now because I have recently had a number of women reach out to me, professionals that are plus size women. And it's, it is very difficult. Actually, in retail, I started first working in plus size clothing before ever branching out to anything else. And I was 16, I was 16 years old and I was this skinny, scrawny kid and I'm working in this store and it was, I would watch women come in and because plus size clothing, overall is it's not the greatest clothing. It's not the most trendy. You know, they make a lot of big tenty looking things, but I learned at this young age how to just take really basic pieces. So like just even if you do like a monochromatic look and pick out just a few core things and then put your icing on the cake. So wear like a completely, even if it's all white outfit and put on a great blazer that's maybe a little bit longer that creates this long lean line. But it's very difficult to find these pieces. And I still struggle. I carry my own lines. Actually, one of my top lines is Paige. You know, Paige is known for their denim, but they have just an amazing collection now of clothing. And they go up to a size 14 but it's for some of the some of the sizes don't in some of these great lines don't go past a 14 and actually my dream long term would be to create a plus size clothing line that is amazing what i have noticed is that there's a lot more size inclusive models which i love seeing i think it's normalizing different sizes which is so great but what i have never seen never unless it's a joke is like clothing, size inclusive clothing for men. Like I've never seen a guy with a beer gut, <laughs> like rocking a t-shirt. <laughs> so I think the men need their due. No, that's such a good point. The men need their that's balance. <laughs> Listen, Jessica, I, I love what you've shared with us. I love what you're doing in the world. And I know that you have a gift for late learner listeners as well. Tell us, tell us about the gift and how people can learn more about you 
follow you, work with you? All right. So I feel like every woman deserves to do something very kind for herself when it comes to her wardrobe. And so I'm sure a lot of your your people listening are thinking, okay, well, that all sounds great, but I don't know if I can have a stylist and I don't really know where to start and what do I do? So what I'd like to offer and what I have as an offer is if you go on my website, which is csjstyling.com, you on that home page, you go down about three quarters of the way down and you can get my free wardrobe blueprint. I believe it's about 16 pages. It's big wording and there's pictures there too, but it will really show you how to on your own, reset your wardrobe and begin the process of aligning what it is that you're wearing every day with the woman that you are and the lifestyle that you have, but also the woman that you're becoming. And to really help you to learn how to step into that wardrobe, the new wardrobe that's coming your way that you deserve to have. So there's some actionable steps in there of what to do. And anyone that has interest in meeting me or learning a little bit more about what I do in fashion, they can request a free styling call. Amazing. So generous. Thank you so much, Jessica. I loved having you on. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. Big thank you to Jessica Papano of CSJ Styling. I hope you follow her. I hope you reach out to her. Download her fashion blueprint. She is amazing. I've linked everything in the show notes. And as for you, what will you do with the information and insight that you late learned today? Will you bring it up during coffee with your friend? Are you thinking about how to apply some of these fresher approaches long term so you've got someone in your corner helping you every step of the way? If you'd like to go deeper, let's have a free breakthrough consult. Go to allisonhair.com forward slash schedule. And if you like what you heard today, please take 30 seconds to leave a review on your favorite podcast player. As always, thanks for listening. And before my next episode of Gold Drops, I will see you on the socials.